Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello all, you're listening to Crew in the Air on Free CR 855 AM. I'm Frank and I'll be your host for today. And thank you so much to everyone that has donated for our Radiophon show and for listening in two weeks ago. Um, it's been very much appreciated. Um, you can still take donations. Uh, just follow us on Facebook, Crew in the Air, and you'll find a link there. Um, And if I sound a bit croaky, it's because I was up all night uh, at a gig. Uh, I got to see the legendary metal band Girl School. They're so great. Anyway, uh, before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit uh, people-powered radio. Sovereignty was never ceded. So today I'll be speaking to Ayla Stephensdotter Frank about her art and comics, and she's here with us. Uh, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Awesome. So yeah, and um, so we're also going to experiment with a new feature on the show, or rather the shows that I'm on, which is some zine reviews, as these were very well received on the Radiophon show that Iris and I did, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. So I figured, hey, why not keep the ball rolling? So, today's guest is a Swedish-Australian artist and member of Zine Gang Distro, which is the zine collective I will never pass up a chance to spruik on this show, since I'm also a member. So, she has done various art uh, and comics such as Slay Time, Enough Problems, Pro Crow Pro, Six Things to Do Instead of What You Love, and What's Taking Her So Long, which is also a comic, not a <laughs> not a comment on her work <laughs> productivity. <laughs> um, she's also been featured in Femzine and most recently, Recently, the lifted brow. So, what are you waiting for? Welcome, Ayla Stephens' daughter Frank to Crew in the Air. Ayla, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. We're happy to have you here. So, we'll just uh, get the sixty-four thousand dollar question out of the way. How did you get into comics and illustration? Um, it kind of started as like self self therapy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I burnt out from my my job and the only thing I could really focus on at the moment was to draw and I hadn't really been drawing since I was a kid so it wasn't really pretty but I just you know it, it was a way to like do something with myself so that's mm. how I started and um, kind of got inspiration from my life and my frustrations around things. Awesome good stuff so yeah I really uh, really dig your art I really like the angular lines and like the facial details and the caricatures and they sort of like they kind of remind me of like old school indie animation um sort of such as a an artist an american artist called bill plimpton um he's done he's done a lot of animations with uh most specifically with his with his dog they're really sort of weird and and funny uh, and i guess a lot of like local artists such as mandy ord and nikki greenberg who have sort of have that like sort of have that really sort of sketchy style that is almost like it's kind of it's going to sound weird but like it's it almost seems kind of dark but not not so like if you look at Mandy Ord's work it looks kind of like dark and twisted but it's very sort of laid back and uh you know sort of like about real life so I guess what I wanted to ask was uh what what influences you as an artist um well first of all you know life music all the art experiences that I have will Mm -hmm. probably affect me and I like you know, sports, and you know, like whatever, like everything in my life probably affects me to some point. But 
Uh, in terms of art, I think um, two Swedish ones, uh, comic artists, have affected me the most. Mm-hmm. One is um, called Liv Strömqvist. Okay. Uh, and the other one, Clara Wiksten. And um, I think the main things that they do that I liked was that they're kind of drawing... Um, "Quote unquote <laughs> uglyly, <laughs> like the yeah, yeah, I you know, it's mean, like yeah. it's not like super refined, or you, you can tell they haven't, you know, been to art school and had all these classes, and you know, it's glossy and nice. And I think it's it's more like it feels like they just drew something straight away without thinking about it, and somehow that connected with me. And sometimes in their comics, you can find like spilled coffee mm. and they incorporated that into the story and oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know drew they draw attention to it and like makes it part of the thing so i think for me it was quite it connected with me because it felt like easy to relate to for me and also like i could see myself doing that because mm. i think with a really beautiful artwork uh, i mean of course this is beautiful to you but you know the more professional looking um comics i feel i'm, I'm not really equipped to do that so it was mm. easy to get started and sort of yeah yeah, yeah I, can, I like it somehow <laughs> yeah i can i can i can definitely definitely relate to that i think that's sort of what makes any comic so great is that there's like all sorts of styles and you know you can sort of do just about anything um oh, actually who was the first artist that you mentioned uh, liv strömqvist oh i've heard of i've heard of them before um yeah they've I can't remember the comic. Um, it's at the um, it's at the Carlton Library at RMIT where I work. Yeah, um, no, she, she made um, one that is in particular, I think, um, popular around the world now. That is about um, basically it's, it's about a lot of things, but it's, it's about the female coded body and things that have been done to it in history. And, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, and also oppression of you know people uh, not regarding gender, but. Yeah, it's, bo- it's both like a historical and sort of a body-focused comic. Yeah, mm. but I'm not sure about the English title. I know the Swedish one, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. Yeah, so, yeah, because um, it's funny because like the copy of the comic, I can't remember what it's called for the life of me, but um, it's funny. I was looking for it and it's looking really cool, but the, the person that had borrowed it must have been like a heavy smoker because it smelled like... Smelled like cigarettes, uh, but it kind of added to it. I don't know; yeah. it was strange. Like it's like kind of feels like you know, like like smellogram, but for comics, you know, like kind of like you know, you scratch and sniff or something like that. But um, it just seemed to it just seemed to fit. Um, yeah. but yeah, like reading that comic, I did sort of it did sort of remind me of um of of your stuff. So yeah, I think it's a well, thank you, good statement a, to make. Yeah, huge compliment. Yeah, um, yeah, and I also get like a real uh, punk influence in your work. Um. So I guess is it fair to say that like punk and punk music in general plays a big role in your work? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's mm. basically the only music I listen to. Yeah. And I think I like that it's like there are no rules and, mm. you know, you can play guitar without being able to play a chord, really. Like you can just, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as it creates something that makes someone feel something. Mm. And that's... Yeah, I think that's really encouraging, and I, th- I hope that it translates through to my work. But, um, but I also like the aesthetic of like you know a lot of black ink and sort of yeah sketchy and um, I don't know um, broken lines and mm, whatever yeah. like just like a mishmash of of things. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, like like um, do you have any like favorite punk bands in particular? 
Uh, well, I like um, I like Moaning Lisa. Oh yeah. And Purpose Spit. Oh nice. And uh, I also like a lot of like Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly and some oh, yeah. Celtic punk. Oh nice, well. yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to a whole bunch of them. I've I've listened to Dropkick Murphys a bunch of times. Yeah. And I really dig them. So, yeah. Um cool. Um yeah, like um I think I feel like there's a there's a real sort of um link between punk and and like especially indie comics. Sort of that DIY aesthetic, like the idea of like, you know, if you don't know how to play guitar, it doesn't matter. Just go up and pick it and you'll learn and you know, I I that whole DIY aesthetic, I just think is so important um and yeah and and that's something that i get um something that i get from your stuff which is like really which i feel is really exciting like just to sort of see see someone else just being like you know what you know like um stuff it uh i can't use strong language on the show but (laughs) stuff it i can you know i i'll i'll go draw something and it's sort of like this like pure expression of your soul you really get like like a, a part of your soul on the page, which I which I which I quite like. Thank you. Yeah. Um. There was I was actually on your your Etsy store the other day, and I found a really interesting message, like just saying that you were like tired of being treated differently because of your gender, and also how other people were t- treated differently because of how they identify or where they grew up. And um, I mean that's something that you know we we tend to focus on here is sort of like promoting voices of like the marginalized and you know giving people who don't usually have a voice in mainstream media a voice um so how has um how has that inspired you to make comics and is that like the overall message that you're trying to get across in in this yeah i mean it's um it's weird to think about the message because for me it's just like you know i have things in me and they need to get out Mm. and sometimes they get out in the form of a comic and sometimes a song or sometimes just a text or, um, you know, all these different things. Um, but I think that's like the reason I started drawing was because I had a lot of built up frustration. Mm. Um, for example, like working in hospitality for 10 years. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of positive things from that and I love bartending so much. But mm. there's also so many gender norms and um, you kind of, you have to deal with this like extra layer of um like opportunities not being given to you and you're having to speak for all women because you're a woman yeah. working in a bar you know so if you make one mistake then all women are seen as bad at that because you did that uh, and also like with friends and just observing people around me uh, i just find it so frustrating how people tend to want to uh, label others and yeah. not just listen to them and their story mm. and um, just respect them for who they are, and that people like want want to argue about how people are, you know, and instead of just like accepting and listening and learning something from other people's experiences. Mm, yeah. So there's a lot of like it's basically just life, I guess, and you know all the frustrations in life uh, that I just feel like I need to like get out to be able to move on with my day and not. Just lie in bed and cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can, I can definitely understand. I can definitely understand that. Um, yeah. Like, what is, what has been the reaction you've gotten um, from these, from these comics? Like, have you had some really sort of interesting stories from, from readers that, that, like, in that, that uh, how your comics have affected them? Yeah, I think. Um, well, because <laughs> I, I tend to combine humor with quite sad stuff, really. Mm. 
Um, so mostly I just get giggles and then sort of like, oh yeah, I recognize that. But mm. I think especially the, the hospitality ones, I've got a lot of people um, relating to. Because it's a lot of like hidden, or not just hospitality, but you know, any mm. any job, any life stuff really. Uh, all these things that you can't really uh, talk about. Like if you, if you talk about them, you feel, you feel like you're overreacting or like you're dramatic and mm. you know but if if you make a comic about uh, a situation then um i feel like people recognize that and they're like oh yeah that happened to me too and i couldn't like put words on it yeah um so yeah i think it's people like recognizing their own stories in it and that just feels good that mm. i managed to put it on paper <laughs> yeah yeah ab- absolutely um so, um, do you talk a lot about maybe like like queer issues, um, in your in your zines? Like, does that play a big part in them? Yeah, a bit. Um, for me, it's mainly been uh, about uh, sort of sexism and stuff, but also because I tend to uh, like both with myself, but also with other people, just observe you know unfair situations. So, like for example, um, it's so annoying that. Uh, people who identify as neither woman or a man, uh, or that some someone that has like a language for how they they identify themselves, and they say that, and people argue with that, and people are like, "No, you're yeah. this or you're that." And um, so, I, like in one of my comics, I um, I put that uh, next to you know other things. If it's like someone saying something about. I don't know, their profession. Like, ah, oh, this is how you make this kind of cocktail. I'm mm. a bartender, I can say that. Uh, then people are like, oh yeah, cool. But if you say, like, this is my gender, this is how I identify, then people feel the right to argue with that. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense at all. And like, so mm. I think for me, with queer issues and any really oppress- oppression-related societal issues, it becomes quite ridiculous when you put mm. them in context to other things. Yeah. And you're like, why are people feeling so strongly about telling other people about them uh, when they know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of listening to those people and like, yeah. Um, I think that's the main thing I've been investigating. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely really irritating when people like have such a, especially when it comes to gender, like, you know, getting really like a- angry like you know, when when someone doesn't identify as the gender they were assigned with at birth, yeah. or you know, yeah, it's it's definitely something that's affected me in the past. Um, yeah, and why are people not just listening and like, okay, cool, I, yeah. I will learn something from from yeah. you now. Instead probably, of it's probably a part of them that are really self centered. It's like, but it's not about me, you know. It's like it doesn't have to be. Not everything has to be about you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay to not know something, yeah. but then want to be curious about another person and yeah you know i i feel like people just use this as an opportunity to learn you know so like you know like i you know just to just to sort of really it's one thing to just state an opinion but it's another thing to just really stop and and listen to someone and you know not even offer like unsolicited advice but just like really listen and be like you know what i you know i acknowledge you know where where you're coming from like i might not understand it but i acknowledge it and i'll do whatever i can to support you so yeah yeah and it's so weird how you know if if you let's say someone was like a a rocket scientist yeah and then someone's like no i disagree that whatever fact that person you know just mentioned mm. 
but then people who aren't qualified, you know, to they they know they have no degree in gender issues or in like yeah whatever. Um, but they still feel the right to have an opinion. Mm. But they they have nothing to back it up with. It's just like oh, this is my opinion. But mm. yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's a bit <laughs> frustrating. Um, but we're slowly getting there. It's just like one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I guess like out of all the comics you've done, uh, which one which one's your your favorite? I think it always tends to be the latest one. <laughs> yeah, I, hear you know? I know that. I have that same opinion with my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, um, hmm. yeah, I think my latest one because um, also that was kind of quick to make as well. Mm. Like I had an idea and I didn't really plan it. I just went with it and tried drawing things I didn't know if I could draw that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, you know, it kind of, I kind of stuffed it <laughs> as oh well God. in a way. Right. Cause like, just for like, um, I don't know, uh, it kind of, um, I stuffed up the pages. So like two of them became blank and, you know, mm. like this um, aesthetic stuff. Uh, but I kind of like it because of that, because like there was no thought really going into how it would end up mm. for others. It was more like, I just want to do this. And then I did it without thinking. And that was nice. <laughs> okay, nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of them that I really like is uh, Pro, 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 which is one about the joys of procrastination. Uh, how did how did that one come about? I think that's just, if, <laughs> if it's, <laughs> like, the, the question you asked in the start, like, what's taking her so long? That's, like, that's very true for me, you know? Like, I, I tend to pro- procrastinate from anything artistic, really. So if I'm going to make anything artistic, I kind of have to make it about procrastination mm. because that's just what I do. So, like... <laughs> um, that's like a theme that never ends that I could always <laughs> do yeah. more things about. Um, but I also like, I hate this whole idea that like you always have to be productive and you always have to like make things in society if you're going to be someone mm. and that like your personality is connected to what you've achieved on the paper. And um, I don't think you need to achieve as such anything you can just be yeah uh, but it's really hard to feel that in yourself like i yeah i know it theoretically that i think that way but mm. i always feel like if i'm not producing things i'm i'm nothing yeah i i can i can relate to that yeah yeah <laughs> mm. cool all right um yeah i guess one more i wanted to wanted to mention was uh six things to do instead of what you love um like because yeah it's, it's sort of that whole phrase of like just do what you love love what you do and i'm like i am so sick of this infernal phrase <laughs> yeah. um what inspired that what inspired that comic i just yeah it's kind of the same in a way but i guess it's it's like people always say like oh strive to do this and like you know fight for your dreams and your goals and where you're gonna end up and you know yep. make success <laughs> and you know i succeeded and you're like what is success like what's what am I going to strive for? Like, yeah, I have a lot of passion in me, but I'm not sure what I'm going to direct that towards and mm. why would I have to direct it to, like, one thing? Because I feel like people are complex and there's a lot of things in life that w- we can value with each other, but mm. it's all focused on, like, reaching something. Yeah. Instead of just, like, being and trying to be the best 
co-person to other people that you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess to um to wrap this up, uh, where can we find your comics and art online? Like, what links can you provide the the love of the listeners here at Queen the Air? Uh, Etsy uh, mm-hmm. under Isla Frank Art, um, or just Instagram, uh, which is Isla Frank A I L A F R A N C K. Awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Ella, for being a part of the show. It's uh, been a great, great interview. Thanks for having me. So here at Queering the Air, uh, the Air, <laughs> Queering the Air, and here at Queering the Air, I liked, I would like to showcase some zines by some queer local artists and all that in between. So let's get the ball rolling. So this first zine I was actually going to review at the, uh, the radio... F- Radiophone show two weeks ago, and unfortunately, I've misplaced the copy. So, yeah, I'm just going to be relying on my memory for this one. Uh, this one is Dr. Scary's Book of Aliens by Naja, Dr. Naja Leda. Naja is a lecturer from the University of Melbourne and is quite knowledgeable in film and pop culture, but in particular, uh, they show ex, uh, they, um, she shows expertise in, um, uh, horror films in particular. So there've been a few fil- uh, few scenes in this series that are related to different monsters and as you can t- as um you can tell with the title for this one uh it's about aliens with Naja recommending five horror alien movies. These films are Alien, The Thing, um the John Carpenter version, Attack the Block, Pitch Black and The Faculty with a short paragraph detailing the films on each page. And what makes this scene good is that Naja doesn't really have any kind of film snobbery or elitism, so any film, regardless of critical consensus, can make it onto this publication. And she even has a disclaimer on that the films she recommends might not be good or scary, but she had fun watching them, so that's the main thing. Uh, so this scene has many funny insights, such as one point in the faculty being that the aliens are defeated by a certain illicit substance, uh, of all things. Uh, if you've seen the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's an entertaining read and definitely one you should pick up. Unfortunately, the zine doesn't have any contact information, but if you search up Naja later, you should be able to contact her to gain a copy. The next zine is one I picked up at the Emerging Writers Festival zine fair yesterday. I was there, I had a table, um, and it was great stuff, and also the festival finished yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it went, I think it went really well. Uh, it's called How to Be a Librarian, a completely factual guide by Cassie Grace. This is a uh, short zine which has various statements on the life of a librarian and is accompanied by images of clip art, stock photos, as well as what appears to be original art by Cassie. So as someone that is actually a librarian... I naturally find this quite a hilarious read. Uh, it's got some cute insights, such as the only thing uh, card catalogs are good for are for giving us paper cuts and use in strange art projects. Another one is you must own a cardigan. If you don't already own one, it is your responsibility to acquire one before your first day. And uh, also my personal favourite, as soon as a patron knows you by name, you're doomed. So... You know, as you can imagine, being of the, uh, the, the, the library arts, is that even a thing? It's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot out of this. But you know what? Even if you're not a librarian, I'll imagine you'll like it just the same. So if you want to get a copy of How to Be a Librarian, you can reach Cassie at her Twitter at Cassie, that's K-A-S-S-I, 
underscore grace. So the next uh, zine I'm reviewing is Literary Tunes by Han Rose. Han is a dear friend of mine and we've known each other for almost a decade now, which is pretty incredible. So they are an experienced, they are an experienced zine star and make some really lovely zines, uh, sort of promoting gentleness and they almost have like a peaceful aura around them. Uh, so yeah, literary tunes is very short and very small. It can fit in the palm of your hand. I'm holding it up to, I'm sort of, uh, we've got a copy here, um, and it's radio. It's not a visual form, but just try to imagine it. You'll get a lot out of it. I I promise. Um, it can, it sort of can fit in the palm of your hand. Um, it has some very short, almost poetic verses about staying positive in sort of the overwhelming darkness that can sometimes, uh, 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 sometimes overwhelm us. Uh, such verses include how do we live in this world without it eating us up? Uh, every hopeful concept collapsing uh, remains soft. So what makes it interesting is that it appears to be written using a typewriter on small pieces of loose leaf with the letters not really lined up correctly. So it's almost like they're melting. Um, it, yeah, it really makes a great effect and almost feels like you have a part of heart and soul. It was sort of like what I was speaking to uh to, to Isla about this uh, just before, like how, you know, making zines and stuff can feel like you're, you're, you're giving a part of, uh, part of what makes you you and putting that onto the page. So, yeah. So, if you would like a copy, you can email Han at HanRoseD, that's H-A-H-N, uh, at gmail.com, and their Instagram is dream.p, p like the vegetable, not the letter P, or any other kind of... Anyway, next review. Uh, the next scene is Tinder with the Vampire by an artist that I've mentioned before, uh, Claire Chiller. I reviewed one of her zines, Garbage Bag, on the... Garbage Bags on the Radiophone show two weeks ago. Um, specifically, I think that one was dealing with uh, period pain and, and whatnot. Um, I'm not... I can't remember. I, I apologise, Claire. And so I picked up this one at the Emerging Writers Zine Fair as well. It's a great, fun little comic about a vampirist who goes around Tinder looking for victims. She sort of begins with... Uh, uh, being with a jock dude bro who is probably killed. Uh, then she finds a woman and converts her to the vampire life where they both go on Tinder looking to satiate their blood first. Um, I mean, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but it's enormous fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just the, just the title, like Tinder with the Vampire. I mean, that's just, I mean, it doesn't really get any any better than that. Um, I don't think it, like, I don't think it references any sort of vampire um, fiction in particular it's set in like a modern setting so the the characters are essentially essentially millennials i say that because i'm a millennial myself so um but yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun um and it's yeah the subject matter combined with claire's great illustrative style like really just makes this like a good romp and it almost feels like the kind of indie comic slash art you'd see in the the 90s so like i'm talking about like really original like fanzines back in the day so that i mean that sort of tradition i feel is still being carried on to this day but you know i feel like it's always good to be reminded about it um yeah maybe maybe i'm not making any sense but you'll just have to buy the zine to know what i'm talking about so you can pick up a copy at 
Clea Chiller, I'll just spell her name out for you. That is C-L-E-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-R.tumblr.com and her Instagram is garbage underscore bag. So, I mean, you know, you're getting zine reviews, you're getting a spelling lesson. We 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 have it all here on Queer in the Air. We're just wonderful that way, I suppose. Yeah, so that was Tinder with the Vampire by Clea Chiller. It's a great one. Uh, pick it up if you can. So, um, most of you might be familiar with uh, a zine star and comic artist called Eloise Grills. Um, she's an artist that has been quite prominent recently. She's had her art in a few publications, uh, most notably The Lifted Brow. I think I went to a, a launch of one of The Lifted Brow uh, issues last year. I can't remember the can't remember the issue exactly, but she did a reading of uh, one of her comics, which was quite entertaining. Um, I've known of her for a while, and I didn't end up meeting her until just yesterday because she was tabling at the uh, Emerging Writers' Fair. So it was, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, she's uh, super lovely. So yeah, um, and of course, you know, naturally I had to pick up a, a comic by her. Um, yeah, so uh, the comic I picked up is called Nude Beach, which is about Eloise's experience at a nude beach uh, with a friend. So as you can imagine from the subject matter, uh, they're, they're very nervous about the experience, given that there are also a lot of, uh, creepy naked men on the beach as well. Um, one of them in particular, like there's a page here where there's a man who keeps adjusting, um, uh, something to make it seem bigger. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I uh, will say no more about that. Um, so eventually they do decide to get naked and they end up having a really excellent time from the from the looks of this, um, sort of making observations about their surroundings and sort of like how sort of like how their bodies are in relation to the to the environment environment around them, which is um which is which is interesting. Um so yeah, the the zine is printed uh via Rizograph and it fits Eloise's style very well. She has some very uh, beautiful drawings which promote a variety of body types uh, as opposed to the ideal body form seen by western society. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely all for that. Like I'm kind of getting kind of getting tired of like seeing the same old bodies that you see like in magazines and like even just in like even just like in comics like in superhero comics in particular like I've talked about that a lot on this show but yeah it's definitely a point that I stand by um yeah there's just a real fragility about the way Eloise draws the human bodies that is really unlike anything else I can pinpoint there's just it's sort of like yeah like the proportions are a little weird but that's not a bad thing necessarily it really sort of fits the fits the tone um so yeah it's sort of sort of just sort of just celebrates like the different shapes in life that we we all form like the form so yeah i i can i can definitely get behind that uh so if you want to find out more from her her twitter slash instagram i'm assuming that's what it is is at grillzoid uh her site is eloise grills that's e l o I-S-E, uh, grills.wordpress.com. And if you want to support her financially, you can do so on patreon.com slash grillzoid. So, yeah, that was Nude Beach by Eloise Grills. Cool. So, 
at the uh, Emerging Writers uh, Zine Fair yesterday, um, it was it was really great. There was just a whole. I mean, you know, there's just so much talent here at um the at here in the uh, Zine and Comic World here in Melbourne. You know, spoken to Ayla, who's like absolutely amazing and wonderful. I'm not. I'm totally not saying that because she's in still in the studio with me now. <laughs> cool. So um yeah. So at the uh, so yeah at the fair uh, yesterday, I picked up a short comic by a fifteen-year-old zinester called Faye Thomas under the recommendation of Claire Chiller. So I'm all about supporting young zinesters. So I thought, well, hey, why not? I'll give it a shot. So this uh, comic is called Libra, and it seems to be about a lawyer. I mean, pres- presumably known as as Libra. I don't know. The character has the Libra um, zodiac sign on their sunglasses, and the character is doing a case in court. But what's interesting is we don't really know what the uh, what the case is. We sort of just know that like um, it's a bit of an exhausting and uh, harrowing process. As I could, I mean, I could only imagine that's the case i haven't been to court myself um but yeah like the judge doesn't seem to care libra is getting visibly like exhausted and and whatnot um yeah so yeah um i'll just uh, i'll just pass the zine over to ayla for her to take a look so yeah um it ends with libra returning to their to their like home and sort of just chilling out um recharging the the proverbial batteries like in this case you actually sort of sit at the on the last page you sort of see the uh the battery like iphone <laughs> icon above their head like recharging which is pretty which is pretty cute um yeah like um like honestly, like this this comic's really great. I mean, it's you know, the the artist is like fifteen years old, and it they're you know they're able to produce that. I think is really impressive. And like what really strikes me about this comic is just the really strong storytelling style that Faye uses. Like they clearly know how to tell a story. Um, they use panels to show the passage of time and character interactions. The style is almost similar to um to Clear's, but it's much more anime slash uh, manga influenced. Um, so if I mean if this is uh this is Faye's first comic. It's one hell of a start. So, um, Faye, if, if you happen to be listening, um, yeah, I, I really hope you keep making comics. We definitely meet, need more talent in the local zine pool, um, which is just a which is just a metaphor. We don't actually have a pool full of zines, but maybe we will. I'll I'll speak to Luke at, from from Sticky about it. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to try and do that. So yeah, unfortunately, they don't have any uh, contact details on the Zine, which is probably just as well because they're pretty young. Um, but I think maybe try and contact uh, Claire Chiller about it to pick up a copy. Um, so yeah, like in case you missed uh, her details, uh, her details were clairechiller.tumblr.com. So yeah, so what else have we got? That's going to be interesting. Um, I've got a little zine here called uh, Dream Zine by a friend of mine, uh, Sophia Parsons Cope. So yeah, this is a very cool uh, little like hand-drawn zine and it's about um the video game system the sega dreamcast so for those of you who don't know uh the sega dreamcast was sega's last uh, video game system that they released back in 1999 so it's like 20 years old oh my lord um and yeah they since decided to just like 
uh, in you know uh, continue to make games on other platforms. Um, but the Dreamcast in recent years has gotten like quite the cult following. So yeah, this is uh, sort of her little tribute. So it mentions a whole heap of games. It mentions uh, Choo Choo Rocket. It mentions uh, Jet Set Radio. It mentions uh, Space Channel Five. Like a whole heap of like different games which I remember playing back in in the year two thousand. Um, and yeah, there's like there's like a few comics in here. There's a few bits of of art. Um, there's like a uh, really cool um, really cool album cover um, based on uh, I think it's Straight Outta Compton by uh, N.W.A. But it's got the um, the Jet Set Radio characters. Yeah, it's um it's very cool. It's got a nice little picture of a a Dreamcast with a rainbow. So I'm going to we're going to reclaim the Sega Dreamcast as a queer icon. Because we can do that here, uh, so yeah, it's it's great stuff. Um, Sophia's art style is actually quite similar to to Clear's. It's a bit more cartoony. It's very very colourful. Um, and yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely one you should pick up. So if you'd like to get a copy of it, you can visit uh, her website at Sofex. That's S O U F E X uh, Draws dot com dot dot com and yeah pick up a copy of the dream scene so um that's all the zines we have to review today and hey if you're a queer artist making zines in this country or even internationally and you want yours reviewed uh, just let me know you can message the queer in the air page on facebook or you can email me at frankcandelora at gmail.com and yeah, just send me a link to your lovely zine so I can send you all the monies. Before we go, we've got some events to promote. So the first is actually an event that FreeCR is doing, uh, specifically by the show Greek Resistance Bulletin. This show is on Tuesdays at 10pm, uh, and they usually talk about the social movements uh, from Greece and all the issues surrounding that. So this event is a Radiophon fundraiser gig featuring some amazing punk bands such as Pest, Somatized, Pala, Punter and Gun Laws. So it's on Saturday the 6th of July at Bar 303 at 303 High Street, Northcote. It's $8 unwaged and if you're a First Nations person, it's free. So I'm definitely going to go to this, so come on down and say hi. I think if you follow um, Greek Resistance Bulletin on Facebook, they should have the link there, there um, on their page. So yeah. Um, the next event is on the 14th of July at Parliament House on Spring Street. It's celebrating trans and gender diverse Victorians. So... This is sort of acknowledging the changes made by the Andrews Labor government in regards to enabling trans and gender diverse people to have their appropriate gender marker to match who they are on their birth certificates. So, um, yeah, they invite you to join them on the steps of Parliament House. Uh, it's in Spring Street, Melbourne, uh, to celebrate this as well as to call for the Victorian Liberal Party and other minor parties to support this legislation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good cause. It's something that affects uh like all of us here on Crew in the Air. So, yeah, definitely get on down to support, to support them. So that's on uh, Sunday the 14th of July from 1pm to 4pm, and that's at Parliament House. So, sadly, we have come to a, the end of another show. Parting is such sweet sorrow. You can find previous episodes of Crew in the Air on the FreeCR website. That is freecr.org.au. And, hey, like and follow us on Facebook for more updates. And while you're at it, please subscribe to FreeCR. You can come into the 
the studio during office hours. You can do it by post, by phone, uh, or online at the FreeCR website. It's $35 concession and $75 waged. So do yourself a favour and support community radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.